Good afternoon. I'm Roy Moore, and this is What Did It Take? Today, I have Fernanda Bedmarter. She's the woman behind the scenes that brought this entire podcast together. Um, she's essentially the director of the entire thing. A little background on Fernanda. I met her a year ago um, when she came to our home to help care for our children, and she's still with us today. Uh, one morning, I was speaking to Fernanda about what she's studying, what was she studying in college, because since then she's graduated and earned her master's degree. And she was studying film and, um, and directing. And I asked, can she help me? Well, will she help me build a podcast? She said, yes. The next day we started and here we are, 10 episodes completed. With this one, it'll be 11, and we have one more episode to complete this season. And she's still here with me. She's still here with my family, and I wanted to bring her on so obviously the listeners get to know her and her aspirations, where she comes where she comes from, and why she's doing what she's doing. So without further ado, Fernanda, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank good. you for bringing me on here. <laughs> it's weird to be now talking to the microphone, but yeah. thank you. <laughs> right. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. Yeah, for sure. So obviously you're not talking a lot. And <laughs> so let's let's just try and start somewhere. Let's just start at the beginning and mm-hmm. where we end up. That's where we're going to go. So first and foremost, um, please tell the listeners uh, where are you from and what got you, what led you into being the director? So I am from Chile. Um, and the way that I started is like after, after high school, um, we are supposed to like choose already like a path. Like it's not used to like take a year off or something. And I didn't know what to study. I was good at math. Mm-hmm. but I didn't like them to like uh, make that my path. <laughs> so um, I studied like two different careers, like majors for like a year and I would like drop off and change because it wasn't for me. Like it didn't feel like, okay, this is what I want to do. So I studied advertising first, didn't like it. Then I changed to psychology and I actually like it, but not like it didn't like, fulfill me and also like other personal things happen so I have to like after a semester drop uh, school too and then I'm like okay what am I gonna do so I came up to this career that I've never heard of it before called digital audiovisual communication and because of like what it was about I talked with a friend that she studied there and she told me that everything is behind the cameras and like TV and movies. And I'm like, I think this is what I want. Mm-hmm. So I started um, um, my, my program in 2014, my bachelor's. And after the first semester, I was in love, in love of the part of filmmaking. Like I remember after a month um, in the bachelor's, Uh, we have to write, like, come up with a script um, for, like, a film. And I started, like, writing and telling my friends, like, okay, we should do this and this and that. It was something comedy. It was really bad. (laughs) Really bad. Like, comedy is not my thing. 
but I enjoy it. I enjoy it in a way that I've never felt that way before, like so happy doing something. So then for those four years on my bachelor's, I'm like, film is what I want to do. Like I come up with stories and I just like, every time that I have an idea, I see it mm -hmm. in my mind. So for the first time when I had this idea and I saw it on a screen, like, people could actually see what is in my head for like months, sometimes even years, that amazed me. I'm like, I can share something with them the way that I actually see things because sometimes explaining it, it's not enough. Yes, yes. So I'm like, this is what I want to be. I want to be a filmmaker. And also I enjoy the whole process, like building the lights, like building a set, like carrying like all of the equipment around, like cameras, like getting to know cameras and sound and like even like graphic design to make like the posters and all of that. I'm like, this is it. This is what I want. And also I met like the the part of like editing, um, which I got certified in Avid Media Composer in my bachelor's. Like editing was also like, magic too like you like that's for me the last process that you kind of like direct a movie because you can give a whole new meaning to the story that you recorded so all of that together i'm like okay this is what i want to do and that mixed with since i'm 13 i have the dream to live in the u.s <laughs> my mom was an immigrant here for 10 years um like we we came to like we went to New York um, when I was four. Mm -hmm. We stayed there like with my grandma and my mom for like a year and a half. But life was like really hard for my mom in that moment. So we got back to Chile, just my grandma and me, and my mom stayed. So she would work um, and send us money. And I don't know how it was, but she kind of like, I, I think her visa was for six months. So what she did was like stay there six months working, then going back to Chile for six months to stay with me, then six months here and like that until I was nine. And then from nine to 13, she stayed for four years because she knew that after a year, she would be like completely illegal. Mm -hmm. So that meant if she goes back to Chile, she couldn't come back here in. So that's why she stayed for so many years because she was saving money for like buying a house and like give me a good education and all that. So after two years without seeing each other, I'm her only child, by the way, um, she bought me tickets to spend like winter vacations with her. That here was summer until it was winter. Mm -hmm. um, so I visited her and I was in love with the language. I was in love with the country. Like in Chile, there's a lot of like, for example, animals that they don't have like, they are just in the streets, like street animals. But here, like every dog was taken care of. Every cat has their owner. And I'm like, this is so different. Like, what is this culture? Like, what are these buildings like mm. so huge? We were like in New York. So I'm like, well, one day I'm gonna live here. That was it, since 13. So after that, going 
back to well, when I was 24, no, well, 21, I started my bachelor's. I'm like, let's mix my passion for film with me going to the US, mm -hmm. which meant like, what better place to be like in LA to make films? So like two years in my bachelor's, um, I started looking for schools here. And New York Film Academy was like, I really like when I went on their website, I was amazed for like hands-on training program. And they didn't ask, like the money wasn't as much as other universities. They have like also like some scholarships and things. So I'm like, oh, and also the English that they they require, like the points, because we have to take like the TOEFL exam, it wasn't as high and I never took English classes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All of my English was like self-taught, mm -hmm. like reading and listening to music and translator, translating every single word. That's how I learned English. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And they went to Chile for like, to kind of like showcase the university. I don't know how it's called, but like, you know how they go like to different yeah. places. Okay, so they went there. I I visit like, um, like the school or what they have uh, to show from the school. And I'm like, I, I want to study there. So I apply, I got in, I got in like, at the end of 2017, while I was also in the last semester of my bachelor's. So I got in and my program would start in September 2018. And I officially graduated in June 2018. Mm -hmm. So I graduated from my bachelor's in three months. I was already here. Um, so that's how I got into like the master's um, of fine arts in filmmaking. That's kind of like the journey. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I didn't... <clears throat> so that, that school is in New York or is it, I thought it was here? Is it here? New York Film Academy is in here in LA. Okay. Like they have like different places. Like they have in Italy, in Miami. Okay. Yeah. But I came to the one that is here. But the name is New York Film Academy. Yeah. And that's down in Studio City over there, right? It's in Burbank. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. In Burbank. Yeah. All right. So now... And you graduated with your master's last month. Yeah, right? in May. Yeah, in May. Good. Yes. Congratulations. I, I know I've said it, but I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> for that. Um, so, so now, now that you managed to kill two birds with one stone, yeah. you, you got into the, uh, the New York Field Academy, mm -hmm. and you're here. Yes. In United States. Not only are you here in the United States, you're here in Los Angeles, California. Yep. <laughs> um, to a lot of individuals out there, there are people from all over the world, mm -hmm. to include America, that want that want to come to California, that wants to live in Los Angeles yeah. because of the lights and the bright scenes, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. However, being here and making it here on the path that you did, it's you hard. obviously know it. it's not always rainbows and sunshine. Never. <laughs> so what, when, so now, once you arrived here, yeah. what new set of challenges did you have to face once you got here? <sighs> so the way, my way here has been really hard. Today I was talking to 
my sister from my dad's side. Um, and I was telling her that there were so many moments that life was telling me, give up. Like seriously, for your mental health, for like everything in your life, give up. <laughs> but I never did. And I'm so glad that I didn't. When I got here, I, in Chile, I didn't get any scholarships from Chile, different, multiple reasons. Um, I came from a family that we don't have money. I mean, my mom never owned the house that she tried to buy. Like she rents a place. Um, we come like from a low middle class, like income. Uh, so I, like I study out of loans, like I have multiple loans to, to get here. Um, so what happened kind of like when I got into, into this school is that for me, I always say this, it's like a metaphor, but I felt like I was jumping off a cliff with my eyes closed mm -hmm. and I didn't know what's on the ground. Like it can be concrete or it can be like, I don't know, like, um, mattress or mm -hmm. water. I didn't yeah. know what was it. I just, I jumped, um, because I didn't, when I got here, I didn't even know if I got the loan. Mm -hmm. I just, I did it. I'm like, this is my dream and whatever happens, happens. And if I have to go back, it's going to break my heart, but I'm going to try mm -hmm. like, at least let me try. Mm -hmm. So we got the tickets like a week before starting the school. I fly here and then like days later i got the loan from chile to study like it helped me to study like two semesters basically mm -hmm. and those two semesters were like okay i got like an assistant job with someone that needed help like with social media that she's a person that has helped me so much but i met her and she's like okay i know that you're looking for a job like i can help you with that i by the way, I'm not supposed to study while well, being an international student, um, but I did. <laughs> I needed to. I needed to work. Mm -hmm. So I took like this part-time job. Um, sometimes I would like help and clean her house. You know, like anything that she needed, like build, like furniture, really anything. I was there. Um, but I was trying to find like a better job because at some point I know that the loan wasn't gonna be like enough and of course I was applying to more scholarships in Chile but like by the end of like after eight months while I was like doing my third semester no before that third semester I got the answer of that I didn't get the scholarship so I didn't have the money like how am I gonna pay tuition like I got a scholarship from like the school but it, it was like 30 percent off so I'm like okay how am I gonna pay for it this mm -hmm. And one of my classmates and my friend now, she's like, let's do a crowdfunding. Let's, I don't know, like try to do something before you go. So we opened this GoFundMe campaign and we put the name just, just $5 to break the cycle. Um, this cycle was basically like my grandma has always fighting to give us a better life. My mom always tried to fight and give us and me specifically like a better life but the money is always in the way mm -hmm. the lack of money is always in the way yes yes my mom never went to school like she barely finished high school and she had to start like, working um 
so like the I'm I'm the first generation like graduating my bachelor's and then my master's this is something that for like my mom or my grandma they would have never imagined that we would get here yes um so well we did this campaign uh we got not the whole goal but like like a third of it my mom got like a small loan like a credit and then another person helped me with another like personal loan mm -hmm. that I already pay off which is great yeah, yeah. and that's how I did my third semester where I had to film my intermediate film called Undocumented that was my intermediate film uh, and I'm so happy with that film because it got into six festivals mm -hmm. uh, that they give me a lot of like, um, kind of like I put myself out there with that film, but also like in this festival, New Filmmaker Soleil, it's a really big festival. So get news from like Los Angeles Time, La Opinion and Deadline. And like they would name the films that are in the list of that festival and like my name would be in that line my name would be like in los angeles time like what yeah so that that film was like i like i feel like that film kind of like gave me a life of like okay you have to keep fighting but well the thing is i finished that film and i i couldn't pay for my fourth semester so i took a semester off and instead of going back to Chile, I fly to New York mm -hmm. where my family, my mom had like friends that helped me, that they give me a place without paying anything just to work and save money. So for those four months, I work as a waitress, 60 hours a week, sometimes even more, but I made half of the money mm -hmm. and another person give me the other half and it was someone that i met for undocumented like that person believed in me in a way that is like i'm gonna give you this amount of money so you can keep studying yes um so with that and working i could pay for my fourth semester and the good thing is like while i was in new york i also applied for a work uh, work authorization here as a student mm -hmm. And I got it. So I come back here in 2020, January, to start my first semester. Uh, I got a job. Finally, this job was legal. You yeah, know? Yeah. Like, and the pandemic happened. <laughs> so everything is closed. Yeah. I don't have a job anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do now? Um, I tried to take another semester off, but the way that the school work is they don't, you can, you have to study two semesters to take one off. Mm -hmm. So in this case, I studied three semesters, I took one off, they, I studied one, so then I can't take another off. Yes, yes. So I have to withdraw school. In May 2020, I had to withdraw school. Like they didn't allow me to take a semester off. So I withdrew school in May last year. I went back home in Chile and I thought, this is it. <laughs> That's it. I tried. I fight. I fight really hard, but I, I don't know what's going to happen. So what I did, well, I did think though that I'm like, okay, this is not like, 
completely over. I just I need to work really hard in Chile because like the pay in Chile is nothing compared to here. But I'm like, okay, if I have to like wait for two years, I'm gonna work for two years and then come back. Yes. Like I need to finish my master's degree. <clears throat> but of course it wasn't the ideal. Um so I went back there and then the same person that gave me the loan for like my third semester. I know that this is like a lot going on, but no, I'm, no. I'm trying to be as clear as possible. Right no, now. no, take your time. It's like this. <laughs> this is us right here. So this is our special episode. We can go as long as we want on here. So keep going. So well, the thing is, um, I I went back and the same person tells me like, hey, I got this like loan that I can give it to you for you to pay for the rest of the school. And we just do like a payment plan for you to pay me off everything. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. The thing, okay, I know that I have a lot of loans, but I'm a hard worker. So for me, like paying off things are not a problem. Like working for those things are not a problem. Yes, for me. yes. So I came back and the good thing is I still had my work authorization with me. So that's how we ended up in the babysitting um, company. Mm -hmm. And that's how I met you and your family. Okay. <laughs> so when I came back in September to do my fifth semester, because in total there were six semesters. So I was with my work authorization and I started working um, as a babysitter and also I have like three other jobs like I would be assistant um, and also um, freelance editor so I have like three jobs mm -hmm. and going to school yes yes um, so after that since I already have my my school like taken care of I could just like work you know and and go to school and then my last semester was this year, 2021. So we started in January and by May I graduated. And it was, I don't know, I'm like, it happened. Like I, I made it, I, you know, like I made it. But again, it was kind of like what I was telling you before. I had so many moments to give up because like, this is, now I'm telling you like normal, but because it happened, but like the emotional roller coaster of all of this, like going to school and having other three jobs, I would sleep four hours a day if it was hard. Mm -hmm. It was so, so hard. But I graduated summa cum laude. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell me, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I graduated summa cum laude. Um, I also got an internship into the academy goal yes. that I'm in right now. Yes. Um, I graduated to start my OPT. The OPT so basically is that as a stu as international student, after you finish school, you get one year of uh, work permission to do like the training in your field of what you study under the student visa. So right now I'm under my student visa, we, but with the authorization to work in anything related to my field. So I got a job into this TV network that is a Latinx TV network. 
where I'm working as an editor for TV news mm-hmm. and doing the academy program. And I'm also working on my short film yes, yes. that I want to do in August. Yeah, um, yeah. Soon I'm going to like release the campaign because it's a crowdfunding campaign, of course. Um, so, yeah, like basically that was the journey of me being where I am right now. <laughs> wow, Fernando. <laughs> I know we we talked many times, but it, um, we rarely have ever go down that lane to where where you explain to me in detail like how you got here and and uh, the challenges that that, uh, that you had to overcome. Yeah. <laughs> so. So I guess one of the questions I would imagine. Well, one of the questions that I want to ask, and I'm pretty sure the listeners want to know too. Yes. <clears throat> How did you overcome? Because you, you explain why you overcame because it's your dream, but how? Uh, how did you overcome? So first, when and and the conversation that we had before was recording this, but when you have a dream and when you have like your goal set it's kind of like natural that you want to fight for them. And I knew that this wouldn't be easy. I also didn't, but I didn't know that it was going to be so hard though. (laughs) But I, again, like making films for me, it fills me in a way that I'm like, I can't even explain. Mm -hmm. I can't even explain the feeling that I have every time that I'm walking on the street and suddenly I got an idea and I just, I feel it in my guts. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes ideas make me cry because it's like, this is the right idea. And then I write it for months. And of course I always have friends help because it's like I, screenwriting wasn't my main focus. Mm -hmm. So I get help from my friends that are screenwriters like to polish it and to make it a really good story. And then like direct them and see them on the screen. Like when I did Undocumented and I saw it on a screen, I'm like, that, that, that frame that you're seeing right now, I had it in my head for a year and now you can see it. And I also, I do films because it's, drama like this is drama is my genre but like all of those stories are based on like personal experience or experience that i know for like people really close to me mm-hmm. like undocumented was based on like my mom and also like uh, a story like my cousin mm-hmm. you know so i'm like okay um i i just i needed to tell people like i need to share this story with people because like it's this is an art, and for me, art either helped me to feel understand, or it made me open my eyes and made me open my mind. Um, so being able to write a story, to direct a story, and to share with people a possible reality, like points of view, like visibility that I really cannot express exactly how how that makes me feel. So having that passion for something, it's 
one of the first how I made it. Um, but then I also made it because of people. Like first, my mom, like I'm not just doing this for myself. Like, yes, I'm doing something that I love and I enjoy, but always thinking I want to make it because I want to give my mom the life that she actually deserves, you know? So that is also another motivation. Like you need those motivations to do it. And then all the people that believe in me, my best friends, my friends from school that they met me and they are just like, I know that you're going to make it. Um, the people that came in my way while doing all of this, the people that I met here, like I was telling you, like the way that when I met your family, just like you guys calling me like, hey, can you come like on Sunday uh, to take care of the kids? That means that I would get paid to buy groceries the next day, you know? So if it wasn't because of the people that helped me, I would have done it. Like, yes, I would have got my, my goal set and all of that. But I don't know if I would have made it without people believing in me and people helping me. Um, like, this is like the metaphor that I kind of told you. Um, like, I feel like life closed many doors, mm -hmm. but people opened windows for me. And that's how I make it, you know? So this is not by myself. I mean, of course, I put like all the strength. Yes, yes. But people helped me and I took that help. And I also, I learned how to ask for help because I'm really bad at that. I'm really bad at bothering people. Like, I feel like even a small favor, I'm, I feel like I'm bothering someone. And I have to overcome that. Because like, if I don't speak up and I don't tell you that I'm not in a good position, then how people are gonna guess that I need help, you know? Mm -hmm. So one of the things like you need to ask for help if you need it to. Like you can be really strong and you can believe that you can make it by yourself, but sometimes it's just too big and there's nothing wrong with asking for help, you know? So that's how I did it. <laughs> okay. All right. So now, now you're here and I'm not going to be presumptuous enough and say, well, you made it through the hard part because you, you're still climbing your way yeah. up that mountain. Um, what are some things that you're doing, like systems or uh, different habits you've built to sustain your resilience in order to keep you on this upward trajectory so mm -hmm. when you do meet with adversity or challenges again yeah it's not going to be as tough as it is before um well as it was before i'm sorry yeah so for me i always think about like that way it's like my head on the clouds mm -hmm. my feet on the ground because for this you also need to be really realistic so always have like that reality check, like, okay, this is what we have, how we're gonna make it and come up with plans, come up with ideas. Okay, how how can I try to do this, you know? Um, and not put all the problems in one bag and try to sit down and I'm like, okay, I'm overwhelmed with all of these problems. Let's 
separate them. Mm-hmm. How do I overcome all of those? And what are the ideas? Be close to my family and my friends, always. Like the emotional support, it's so important. Mentally, this was like really bad, like really bad. So now how I mentioned to you, like I've been seeing a therapist a few, like um, for like a few months now, and that has helped me so much, like so much. But like taking care of my mental health because there was a moment that I didn't take care of it and it was really bad, really bad. Like my anxiety was over the roof. like and that also it's like this problem like my anxiety the way that i that i deal with it is like eating so then i have like self-esteem problems so then instead of fixing things i just I start getting more problems you know yes, yes. so the mental health is really important like take care of that and always be close to my family always be close to my friends always talking to them and again like if I need to ask for help in the sense of like you know what I feel really lonely right now because there were moments that I feel so alone I mean I'm not with my family here Mm -hmm. I'm so close to my mom I'm not with my best friends here yes I did great friends here great friends but also they have their lives Mm -hmm. so I can always be like hey I need you I need you I need you I need you so there were so many times that I felt so lonely that try to being close to them is really important. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Our family. Mm-hmm. I was reading. I forget what I what I was reading, and you've seen the books and stuff I read, and uh, there was a strong correlation made between uh, family support, family support, and with any emotional health, because to your point. It was the article was talking about how, yeah, it's you can do all these things and talk to all these people, but if you don't have someone there supporting you from a place in your life that you hold them in great esteem, yeah. then that support is it's, it's support. You recognize it as support, yeah. but it's not as significant as your your very best friends from elementary school or your mother saying, yeah, I'm here for you. I got you. Yeah. You know, so that's really like, wow. I miss my best friends and my mom hugs so much. Like I can't wait to just like hug them again. Um, I, I call them almost every day. I text them every day. Um, at least a good night. Um, how are you today? Like for me, that's like every single day. We don't have to FaceTime all the time, yeah. but like a text just to know how your day was. That for me and my mom, that's so important. So important. Yes. And your mom, she's in Chile. Chile now? Yes, she's in Chile. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So out of all this, this point where you are right now, yeah. what are three things that uh, you wish you knew? From the start. Yeah. Um, or three lessons, three lessons that you've learned, you know, that you would give to someone else starting. So start. how was, I was mentioning before, um, one of the lessons that I learned was to actually speak up, you know, mm-hmm. to actually, again, ask for help if you needed to your close ones. 
um, because not everyone is gonna like know what you're going through if you don't say something. And a lot of the times I thought that saying something would be bad. I thought that asking for help would be like bothering someone, but if that person is your friend, why are you bothering them? Yes. All of the time they were like, okay, Fernanda, when I ask you for a favor, do you feel bothered? And I'm like, no, never. And she's like, this is the same the other way around. But that was so hard for me to understand. So hard for me to understand. Um, also, I I guess that I, I don't know if this is a lesson, but I knew that I was, I thought that I was strong, but like being here actually showed me how strong I can be. So I feel like one of the things that we need to realize is that sometimes life teaches who we are and what we can be. And sometimes we, like the lesson would be like, don't think that you cannot do something, try. Mm -hmm. at least give it a try that is another lesson like okay I give it a try because I really wanted this but sometimes I didn't want to give it a try and one of the things that I learned here is like why not why not try so that's something that it helped me a lot because of all of those why not I am also where I am right now. Like, why not give this a shot? Why not call this person? Why not apply for this job? The worst that can happen is that they are not going to call me back. Yes. But what if they do? <laughs> what am I going to lose? Yeah. Um, one of the tips, though, with English, like mm -hmm. English was my second language. Mm -hmm. And this is a lesson that everyone like has a second language and they're learning something make mistakes with that like a lot of the times i would be like i remember the first day that i i, I went to school i walked for half an hour i was so hungry so hungry and i was looking for a place to eat and i walked for half an hour for the same block because i was so scared to go and ask for food for the first time like, what if they don't understand me? What if they don't? What if what if I say something wrong? And I was so scared that it took me half an hour to where like I couldn't hold it anymore. Mm -hmm. That I'm like, okay, I really need to go and ask for food because I need to eat something. Yes. But I was so scared of talking, like so scared of speak with someone and be like, oh, probably I'm gonna sound ridiculous or whatever. And like, that is, that's a lesson like hey go there and try to speak you know um then i also what i start doing is like telling my friends from here like please if i say something really like wrong teach me how to like of course like my my accent i can change it and at the beginning i felt bad because of that but right now i'm actually proud of my accent because that means immediately that i have a background yes that means immediately like, okay, so you're not from here. Where are you from? And it doesn't bother me. At the beginning, it bothered me so much. Like, oh, but you have an accent. Of course I have an accent. For like 24 years of my life, I speak Spanish. Like, yes. what do you want? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, now I'm so proud of that. I'm so proud of my accent right now. Like, 
it doesn't bother me, you know. But I, I of course, I improved my my English so much. Like when I got here, I didn't even have the knew the difference between the V and the B. I would pronounce it the same. Like for me, vote and vote was the same. Now I know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that that's, it's a really good lesson. Like if, if you have like this second language or, or something, it's kind of like that, that kind of things are scary. Go with your like most close group of friends and tell them to help you. You know, like you don't have to tell everyone that you don't know to it for help, but like to your close group of friends, you know? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wow, okay. Hmm. This was an interesting conversation. Yeah, yeah. In all this time, right? But this is, um, we've spoken, we've spoken before, but this is the first time we've sat down and naturally get to know more of each other. Yeah. 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 And I'm also like pouring my heart out into this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's it's your it's yours though. It's like like yeah, I I guess I I I'm talking about it, but this is like a a very tight knit partnership here because yeah. it's none of this would be possible without without you, you know? I so know yeah, I you really. Yeah. <laughs> you told me that a lot. Yeah. And I'm really grateful for that. I'm, I'm grateful that I was there in the right time to help you with this. Because these are the small things that people want. And it's like, why not making it, you know? And also, this is helping me a lot. Like, I've never done a podcast before. Yes, I know the software, but I didn't do it before. And and for me, I, it's something that I enjoy <laughs> a lot. So. Yeah, no, yeah, I appreciate it. We have fun. Yeah. I had a lot of fun on here yeah. behind the scenes. Yes. It's like, I almost feel like a big deal now, you know, <laughs> talking about what we do behind the scenes. You know? It's great. Yeah. It's great. People need to know this. <laughs> yeah. Even though, as a director, though, right now, I don't know how much time we, we've been talking about, like, we need to wrap up. <laughs> this is something the yeah. listeners yeah. need to know. I'm always the one saying yes. we need to wrap up yes. right now. We need to wrap up actually. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, there it is. There it is. Uh, obviously, um, Fernanda, she's going to come on again um, uh, during the second season. And now that she's been introduced, um, we're going to try to get her on more fre- frequently. And for a couple of episodes, she may be on here by herself, just doing an episode and talking about what she wants to talk about. Because obviously, mm-hmm. this is a this is a partnership. She was gracious enough this first season to let me do my thing on here, but now the world knows about Fernanda. Yeah, it's like Batman, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it feels that way. <laughs> So now, like uh, for second for the second season, her and I both will be we we call them freestyle sessions. Mm-hmm. So there will be some episodes where we're talking together and we're just talking about uh, different things. So uh, Fernanda, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here with my family. Thank you for everything. I, I really really appreciate it. 
queue for open. Like, you trust me with your kids. What what can I say about that? Like, thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> like, I love them so much. So thank you for the opportunity and for helping me in ways that you, you didn't even know when you were helping me. How much I appreciate you and, and Shanique for the help that you guys give. Without even knowing, I'm always grateful for you and your family. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm Roy Moore. Stay safe, stay hungry, and keep learning. This is What Did It Take. Okay.